It's not easy finding a good coding bootcamp. There are so many options out there. It can be difficult to find the right one, but there are some ways to identify which bootcamp will be right for you. Hi everybody, it's Samantha and Rizelle, and we're back with another episode that you don't wanna miss on the Deeper Than Tech podcast, where we talk about how to grow your career in an industry that was not designed with us in mind. We'll be diving deep, deep, deep into this topic. But before we do, if you're loving this podcast so far, make sure you head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. Okay, so we all heard about boot camps by now. Hopefully, you have heard about a boot camp where you go and learn how to code and hopefully get a job afterwards. But what should you look for when you are trying to find a boot camp to attend? Okay, so... I think one, you should look for things that like are within your goals, right? Like how long do you want to take to become a developer or whatever? Like how long do you want that process to be? Look at like the timeline, look at the pace of the coding bootcamp. If you can look at the curriculum, look at the price. I'm all about free coding bootcamps. I went to a free coding bootcamp. Then I started my job. Then I went to college for computer science. So I just don't like paying for coding bootcamps. So look at the price and then also talk to the people who actually attended the program and like see what their experience was. Talk to more than one person. Because sometimes you might look online and even big companies are saying, yes, this coding bootcamp is it. Go to it. Da, 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 da. But then you talk to the people and you figure out like no one's getting jobs. It was all a scam. The stuff on their website's not even true. It's not worth the money. Also look at like, do they have like career support services? And also look at like, what's the environment? Like, are they kind of rude? And that's not the environment you thrive in. If that's okay for you, that's fine. But yeah, looking at all of those things, because it's going to be a big investment, a lot of time to you're putting in. So make sure you're choosing the right one. You just solved the whole episode for us in like two minutes, but we will <laughs> we'll break down some of those things that you need to look for in a boot camp so you can have like in-depth information here. <laughs> but there's the answer right there. <laughs> How do you know? If, like you said, the companies are saying this boot camp is good, but how do you know if it's reputable? I um talking to other people who actually went to the program. I've seen a coding boot camp recently where some big names were saying, yes, attend this coding boot camp or whatever tech boot camp it was. It was featured in articles. And it turned out that it was not great. So I think talking to the people and just like, not just saying, is it good? Like, did you like it? Asking like, how long did it take you to find the job after? How long did it take you to do the program? Do you feel like you got what you wanted out of it? Asking like more specific questions to figure out if it's actually reputable. And then like seeing like, where are these attendees or graduates working at now? Yes, I definitely agree with you on that. Just because somebody else says it, you got to do your own research of like why that boot camp would be a good fit for you. Like, what do you think is a good, reasonable amount of time that somebody should be in a boot camp? Like, you hear the ones that are like three months, you hear the ones that are like six weeks. Like, what is the, a good amount of time? Yeah, I know that coding boot camps can go from like eight weeks to like a year. I'm leaning on the longer the better. Like, <laughs> I know that sounds like 
ridiculous but i know a lot of times people want to rush and i'm like the longer you stay in the coding boot camp the more time you'll get to absorb the information the more concepts you'll be exposed to the more ready you'll be for interviews and jobs and stuff like that so i'm like more than 15 weeks is good i did a 14 week boot camp but they now switch to like a 20 week plan format because they realize that's better so the longer the better in my opinion yeah, I went to a nine month boot camp. It was technically only six months because three months was like career helping you trying to find a job. But I do think, and I also came into boot camp with pre knowledge. I don't think I would be able to find my job like I did if I only went to like a three month boot camp. Now it is possible. People have definitely gotten jobs in three months, but you have to know your learning pace. Some people learn fast, some people learn slow. Do you recommend like a full time or maybe part time for people? I like full time because I would rather be immersed and focused on that one thing. No people have other stuff going on in life. They got jobs that they need to do because they have families or whatever, rent or whatever. I had the privilege of at the time I lived at home, so I was chilling. But if you can do full-time, I would do that. But if you have to do part-time, there's nothing wrong with that either. So should somebody attend a boot camp or because you mentioned like free camps, like you want to be free or should you just like learn online? So that depends on you again. Like if you feel like you're good at doing self-paced, then learn online. And if you're good at like putting the curriculum together for yourself, personally for me, I prefer coding boot camps because one, you don't have to think about what do I got to learn? What's relevant? They know what's relevant. They'll give it to you. And like, it's just less worries. You have accountability. Like if I'm doing an online course and I don't do the work, nobody's going to say anything. But if I'm in a coding bootcamp and I don't do the work, I'm going to get embarrassed. Or like in my coding bootcamp, you get kicked out if the work's not done yet. Booted. And then you also have that accountability of your cohort mates too that help pushing you forward. So I prefer coding bootcamps over self-learning. But some people, they got it. Yeah, I did both. I have done online learning myself. I took the Colt Steels Web Developer Bootcamp. Highly recommend that bootcamp. I learned a lot, but I remember just like taking off. I was sleeping in. <laughs> I wasn't actually like doing as much as I thought I would do because I didn't have the accountability. So if you do go the online course route, which is still a great option, don't get us wrong. You just need to have that support group, that accountability group, somebody to like to embarrass you, like you said, right? Somebody to like make you feel like, oh man, I really have to do this, <laughs> or you know, apply that pressure. Yes, lots of pressure because you want to get a job. That is the goal here. The goal is not to quit your job and sit around and do nothing. So you need to have that accountability group. So how else will somebody know if a coding boot camp is right for them? What coding boot camps would you recommend? Oh, I got you with the free coding boot camps. Launch code is a good one. It's mainly for people in like, I think Kansas, if that's the, or Missouri, one of the like Midwestern places. Code the dream. It's remote. I think anybody couldn't attend it from what I know. And they have a lot of part-time options. It, it does take a little bit longer when I tell people like, oh, it's 19 weeks or whatever. They're like, no, but I'm like, you're doing it part-time. So like, it's going to take longer. Invest in yourself if you want to be able to still have your job and that. And I think it's a really quality program. They have an apprenticeship with it as well. Brazilian Coders is the one I attended. Really good program. Like, it is intense. You will come out knowing stuff. Like, believe me, I did. And it's free, and they actually paid me. So they pay you. When I was in it, they paid me, I think, it was not a lot, because it's a nonprofit. I think it was 500 a month, but I believe they increased the price now to 1000 a month, so that it could be more affordable and livable for people. I've heard this new one called 100 Devs. Which the same guy that does Resilient Coders. 
Leon oh, Noel. Okay. That was my th- Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so cool. you're right. Thank you. That, that was one I was trying to think of. 100 Devs is essentially all the content that's from Resilient Coders, just like it's self-paced and you don't have as much accountability. But I've seen a lot of people go through it and they get jobs from it. So, yeah. Yes, I love that. I love that these are free. So don't let the financial burden, don't take it. Don't go to Hacker Rank <laughs> and be like $20,000 in debt because of this. <laughs> Coding should be free. You should learn how to code for free. There's so many resources. So let's also talk about like you mentioned earlier when you solved the whole episode, career services. Like what do you look for in a career service? Ooh, that is a good question. I would just look for how does career services handle things? Like do they have like partnerships with other companies because i know some coding boot camps do where they like have a partnership and they'll like we'll take like six students or whatever like try to figure out that they have partnerships are they sitting down and helping you like with that resume are they helping you do mock interviews so you can know what the experience is like those are the types of things i look for in career services yeah i know my boot camp we had some partnerships there were not that many so please don't just rely on the career services. Like at the end of the day, you're finding your job for yourself. They are there to kind of help you, but they also helping like 30 plus students. And there's only probably one or two people who are doing this role. So that's key. Partnerships is good. Making sure they even bring in like people throughout the year from companies to come help you learn. So you can also start doing that networking at an early stage. I remember we had somebody who worked at Betterment. I love the guy. He set me up for an interview because we were building that relationship from the beginning, which was very helpful. But that reminds me of Resilient Coders. They had something called Community Day on Tuesdays or Community Night, whatever, on Tuesdays and Thursdays after class. People from like Google or whatever, mentors will come in and help us like to finish our work. But that was also another way of us being able to like connect with other engineers so that when they were hiring, they would be like, yo, I've actually paired with like Rizelle or whoever and or um, Samantha, whatever, and they are dope. Like we should hire them. So yeah, just wanted to add that. Plus one on that situation. You also mentioned you should like talk to other students before attending a boot camp. Sometimes boot camps will put their results on the website. Like we had 85% of students get a job. Can you believe those results? Sometimes no. I've heard about some other organizations that were lying just to get more people to apply. So I would not just trust those results. Another thing you mentioned earlier when you solved the whole episode again is to read through the curriculum. Like what should you be looking for on the curriculum? Ooh, that is a good question. You know, I think I would just first at the curriculum too. look at the pacing of it. Like if it's like one day you learn JavaScript, next day you learn Ruby, next day you learn Python, like that's crazy. That's that can't be real. You know what I mean? If it looks too ridiculous, that's not right. Look at like, is it incrementing well? And like also look at maybe junior software engineering positions. I like to look at job descriptions a lot. So maybe I'm worried, but like look at job descriptions and be like, oh, does this coding bootcamp kind of line up with like this associate software engineering thing? Like after this coding bootcamp, will I know like the basics of React or something like that? And I know it varies, like you'll graduate and maybe you'll work at a company that does Ruby, but like, do you have like some of those fundamentals going in? And I think it's nice to also look at if a coding bootcamp does like a little pre-intro into data structures and algorithms. Like you said in a different episode, like data structures and algorithms is kind of the interview process (laughs) for a lot of companies. So at least having that intro and understanding like what is big old notation or something like that. I always encourage people to like do algorithms since day one. Like even if you don't know how to code, 
you know how to solve problems. Like you know how to like make a sandwich. You put your hand in the bread, take the bread out, put the bread on the plate. Like that is what an algorithm is. It's like you're giving step-by-step instructions to a computer. So yeah, start early off. I also like that you said, if they're teaching you JavaScript and then Ruby the next day, that is way too intensive. I would probably find a boot camp that only has one language that you have to learn, which is probably JavaScript, because you can learn JavaScript for the back end and the front end. Not saying that JavaScript is very useful outside. At least in Node, in Node.js, it's very useful outside of boot camps. Because I'm not sure how many companies use Node.js out there. I worked at a couple of companies that did. I think it's- You did? Yeah. Is it any more popular? Okay, when I was going, it wasn't very popular. <laughs> so maybe now it is. <laughs> but yeah, learn just one language. You don't need to have 10 languages on your resume to get a job. Just be good at one very well language. And I will also maybe find, like, I'm not sure if they do that, like boot camps that kind of let you focus on one area faster than the other. It's like, I did not like backends at all. So I wasted, what, three months learning backends when I could just spend that time focusing on front ends. I do think you should learn both sides so you can be familiar, but like to like specialize quickly, maybe look for a boot camp that can do that. I'm not sure if they do that because that would probably be too much work on a teacher, but. That's a good idea though. Imagine a boot camp and then like they put like a couple extra weeks for you to just focus on that or like you you use your track. I like that. Yeah. The final project comes up. You could be like, I'm the front end engineer on the team and you could put that on your resume. It would be very cool. But yeah, these are all very good tips. Thank you so much for joining us on another great episode of the Deeper Than Tech podcast. Until next time. Bye.